My Big Black Fantasy Podcast, episode three, starts now. This is America. Don't catch you slipping now. Don't catch you slipping now. She looks like a monkey. <laughs> but <laughs> hello and welcome to my Big Black Fantasy Podcast. This is B. I'm here with Jay, Maddie, and uh, hey, Maddie. What's going on? How's everything going? Very good. I think this is good. This is a audio cast rather than a video. Looking at those brown shorts, <laughs> that's not going to attract the viewers. You know, I have a, a certain je ne sais quoi when it comes to my wardrobe. I don't know what that word means. It, it's okay. It just means that. Is I that take a threesome? Risks. Je ne sais quoi? No, that's a something. Menage a trois. A threesome with an ethnic girl, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> but <laughs> je ne sais, that's actually a na- nice name for a girl from the hood. Hey, Janessa. Oh, I know like three of those, I think. Uh, yeah, yeah, well, that sounds about right. Well, the NFL season continues to move forward, get closer. and get close. And, you know, they've been talking about real, their their new rules. And, you know, there's the catch rule. There's about time. The, the, yeah. That killed my Steelers last year. Yeah. The ca- what is a little catch? little late on it, but whatever. And Des Bryant's catch is still a catch. I don't know how many different ways you look at it, but that's finally been ruled a, a catch, of course, years after. Uh, the playoff defeat by the Packers. Um, they're also talking about kickoffs, kickoffs, and how they're going to do kickoffs to avoid injury, no running starts, no wedge blocking. No running start. Yeah, no running start. <laughs> they're going to have these guys. They got to walk down the field. Well, they they don't they they start off on the line on the line of scrimmage where the, I guess the kickoff is where the ball is, and instead of running up to that. They start, oh, they start right at the line, right like a sprinter line. stance. Exactly. I don't see what difference that makes, but well, okay. we'll see. And, you know, fantasy-wise, that's not going to really affect you. The catching rule, well, catch rule will, but the kickoff, I don't know. The one big rule, and the, the rule everybody's been talking about, is the national anthem mm-hmm. policy that <laughs> they put into effect. And, you know, after <laughs> two years of Colin Kaepernick, Taking a stand and a principled stand in his in his view of not standing during the national anthem, uh, the league finally weighed in with its owners and uh, decided to make it mandatory for all players personnel to stand during the national anthem, giving the option to you know members who did not want to participate. Everybody knows this rule; it's been talked about. So, sure. what what how how do you feel about it? Well. I think it was unnecessary because number one, I I had the feeling that this whole hubbub, if you will, was dying down. I, I don't think that you were going to get quite as many protests this year, and probably not as many next. And eventually, it would diminish. And I think I, it's not like all this race stuff back and forth is dying down. It seems to be getting ramped up every day, one way or another. True, but I think the league and the players were at least moving in some direction in terms of turning this into how can the league fight for legislation to uh, you know level the playing field where minorities are concerned. And you know they had started to have those conversations, and I think that was a good move for them um, to sort of force the the players into the situation i think was unnecessary i think that unnecessary okay but how do you how do you feel about it is it how do you no, feel about I the think, ruling is no, it, are think, they out of bounds or? i think they're completely out of bounds i think um, the thing is is that figured on t- on top of it they haven't or considered maybe what it will look like if say a team decides none of our guys are coming out and instead of having the majority of our team out there 
Now no one is on the sideline. And regardless of if someone can stay in the uh, locker room or not, when they come out, they're going to get booed and they're going to get singled out more than if there were just three or four guys kneeling on the sideline, which it had been. You're talking about how all of it is going to play out. Sure. But let's just talk about is it a is it a fair rule or not? Well, this is how I look at it. The NFL, National Football League, has the word national in it. They have a right to, you know, put rules in place that affect their players, their owners, what happens. Right. That's Correct. their right. I'm glad, I'm glad you're consistent on that because when we talked about Donald Sterling last yeah. week, that's the same thing you that said. That is exactly right. So I, I thought you were going to be a hypocrite here. So congratulations. Not in my vocabulary. All right. I but go on. Right there. But anyway, the thing with this is, is that it shows you what kind of organization it the NFL is. Although they made the decision to keep their players, to make them essentially stand for the anthem or sit in the locker room, and that's their right, it shows you that they are bottom line, which sure their business. But, like I said, I think the tact was unnecessary, or the tactic was unnecessary, because, like I said, I didn't think that it was going to go on much further. But what it showed ultimately, I think, if you're a minority and people are telling you, hey, you know, you have an equal chance of things. When decisions are made like this, it tells minorities that they're always going to be on the losing side. More, more times than not. Not always. But more times than not, they're going to be on the losing side of this. And then the issue... I don't is, agree with that. Well, the issue itself is kind of flaky anyway because no one really gave a shit about the national anthem before all this. People went to the bathroom, got beer, so on and so forth. The next thing you have is a few black players saying, we're upset by police brutality. We're going to decide not to stand. And then it becomes the most pristine thing in this world is this national anthem. When, you know, most, like I said, most people would take their break during the national anthem. And I'm sure if you, you scanned the stadiums across the world, you would see, or sorry, across the country, you'd see that people were not standing, not participating, not paying attention. And you're, you're overcomplicating the issue like everybody okay. else. Let's, let's, hear it's, it. it's, you got it right when you said bottom line decision. Sure. Okay. The like NFL, that. the NFL is making a decision that is in their best interest financially. They, they got a lot of heat last year from people not happy about players kneeling. Mm-hmm. So they're trying to rectify that. And that is within their, their rights to do that. Um, I think they're making a bad move, just like I think the NBA made a bad move when they took away Donald Sterling's team, just like I think CBS made a bad move when they shut down Roseanne. I think all these people, they all have the right to do what they did. It's your business. You make the decision you want to make to protect your business interest. Mm -hmm. But I don't think shutting down someone's speech is ever a good thing. And that's what we saw in in all three of these instances. Mm -hmm. The, uh, The NFL players have every right to kneel. The, the NFL League has every right to penalize them for doing so. Yeah. It, it's, it's that simple. So they're, they're, they're not ma- the NFL is not making a decision about this because they're racist against minorities. They're not making a, a de- they did not make the decision last year because they hated the anthem. They're making the decision because they're trying to do what is best for their bottom line, just like any other capitalistic organization. It's, it's just that simple. I don't think there's anything more to it. Mm-hmm. Um, and, but to, you said that it shows that minorities are always going to lose in these situations. In most cases. I, yeah, I don't agree with that at all. I mean, Donald Sterling got his team ripped because he said something about minorities. Roseanne Barr got her show ripped because she made 
a, a, a racist tweet. You know, I mean, more often than not, in modern times, the the minorities are are protected in all these instances. It's it's the the white people who have to be careful, and it's the white people who are getting beat up for for stepping out of line or doing something that is perceived as stepping out of line. Sure. I mean, look look at okay, Roseanne. So she said what she said. No doubt, what she said was racist, right? Mm-hmm. She said it. She said it. It was racist. They pulled her show. Fair game. But it's only conservative points of view that this happens to. Right? You got Samantha B. She called Ivanka Trump last week. She called her a cunt on TV. She didn't get her show pulled, right? She apologized, and now she's a hero for apologizing. You got Bill Maher. He called a black guy a, a porch unga, right? Yeah. I'm not even allowed to say it, but you know what he said? <laughs> yeah. He didn't lose his show because he's, he's a liberal. He's on the right team. You got Monique Judge called Ben Carson a porch monkey. She didn't, she didn't, there was no, they didn't pull her gig, Yeah. right? Yeah. Uh, it's just... Nowadays, if, if you're a conservative and you have a point of view that is, look at Kanye, right? Mm-hmm. Same deal. He got he got beat up. If he would have said something on the other side of the fence, everybody's cool with it. Sure. I think it's a double standard. And I don't think, I think it's not black or white or Mexican, this minority or that. I think it's, uh, you can't be conservative these days. Well, I think this is the thing. And this is where it gets cloudy. There's different layers to different issues. And each one of the ones you mentioned had a different issue. The, the national anthem issue is substantial because you're talking about, you know, minorities coming forward and saying, hey, we're not down with this. We have an issue with, going, with, with what's going on in this country. And that's substantial. Roseanne's issue is she made a racist statement. The network fired her because they said, they, and it was an easy decision for the network. The network could say, hey, we're not with this line of thought. We're Disney on top of everything else. We cannot have the you know woman on our high. They did the rate. same thing as the NFL. They made a financial decision. They didn't want to deal with the backlash. Yeah, but it was an easier decision. Not, the, not, not so. Know, not so. I, I think it was a bad decision just like the NFL. I think sure. it's going to hurt their bottom line. Yeah, the but N- That was the number one show. But the NFL had a tougher decision where they had the substance of the ar- argument with police brutality versus the patriotism of right. what the flag was. Right. That's a much harder decision to make than, and it's, it, it carries much more weight than a Roseanne Barr or a Bill Maher. It because, does carry more weight. Yeah. So the thing is, is when people look at that, when minorities look at that and they say, when it came to be our, our turn at the table on, a, on an issue that mattered to us, this is how this organization that employs... No, I mean, on that one issue. But yeah. on the other issues I all mentioned, it all went their way. Those Every the, one of them. Those are the little itty-bitty easy not, decision no, issues. No, Roseanne No, no said, the NBA taking away Donald Sterling's teams, that's little that itty-bitty easy decision. That was easy decision to make. No. You could not... And, and the thing is, like I mentioned last time, no. that had a business portion to it. All of them do. Yeah, That's what they, all of them do. are about. That, let's not get it twisted that any of these organizations yeah. give a fuck about sure. black people. No, no, no. They're I, all making the, the decision that is in the best interest I get that. of their company. You know, the, the kneeling thing gets complicated because, you know, I think they should have picked another way to protest because it, the message gets convoluted. They're protesting police brutality, but they're doing it to the national anthem. Of course, that's going to get some sure. people's nuts all twisted no, up. You know what I mean? It did. For me, I, I think patriotism 
period is kind of a silly thing. It's like, okay, this is my patch of dirt and this is my song. But, and that's your patch of dirt over there. None of it's real, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. People in Mexico, all we did is we we drew a pretend line and said, that's Mexico, this is America. We're going to fight for your this land, you fight for that land. So patriotism to me is silly. I'm, I'm loyal to humanity. I'm loyal to my family. I'm loyal to the idea of freedom. But that said, people get a lot of patriotism, civic pride, pride in their team. You know, mm-hmm. the Steelers are my team. The Cowboys are on your team so we're on opposite sides and when you when you mess with that kind of thing people get tribal and that's what's happening with when we saw the kneeling with the national anthem a lot of people very people who are very patriotic got really upset about that mm-hmm. right and you yeah. can't tell them they shouldn't be no i i get that and if again there there are no or there should not be a, a thing where we say well my first amendment is greater than your first amendment if right. you are a supporter of the flag and you feel wholeheartedly that this is the end-all, be-all of patriotism, whatever, God bless you and move forward with that. The issue with the minority, the fo- football players refusing to stand for the flag, it, again, called into question, it, it was a tougher decision. You ended up with the NFL having patriotism versus, you know, what is seen by many as injustice towards African Americans and the criminal justice system. So it was a tougher issue. And plus, in each of those other issues we've talked about, Bill Maher and Roseanne and whatever, none of those had the, the sort of uh, uh, factor where black people were bringing an issue forward. There was no one bringing an issue to Roseanne. Roseanne just made a horrible decision and True. a racist remark True. and got fired. Right. But I don't think that that makes it an easier decision. You're still ripping this woman's job a hundred of other no, people. It's, I mean, let me ask you this. Mm-hmm. Do you think Roseanne is, is racist? I do. Yeah? I do. Okay. Because I mean, I think, I think we're so quick to make those kinds of judgments about people. We don't know Roseanne. We don't. Well, okay. First mm-hmm. of all, she said she didn't know the woman was black. Okay. okay. I got to accept that. Okay. Number two, she said she was on Ambien. Mm-hmm. Okay. I don't. Have you ever taken Ambien? Never taken Ambien. Okay. I used to take Ambien. Mm-hmm. All right. Does it make you racist? It did not make me racist, <laughs> but I would get up in the middle of the night. I would go to the kitchen. I would grab a cake and I would come back and I would sure. paint our walls with cake. On our honeymoon in mm-hmm. Belize, I took mm-hmm. Ambien. At some point in the middle of the night, I got up naked in Belize, walked out to my golf cart, <laughs> drove my golf cart two miles down the road to a pharmacy. <laughs> no. Tried to get no, some drugs at the pharmacy. I did. Left my golf cart at the pharmacy, walked two miles back to our hotel, naked, laid down by the pool, and got woken up by the pool boy at like 5.36 a.m. That's what Ambien does. No. So, so Roseanne says she doesn't know the woman was black. Sure. And she took Ambien. So, I, you know, has she, Roseanne ever said anything racist before? Yes. Has and she? The, yes. And the thing was, or she tweeted it. And no, she tweeted that. No, she, no, she tweeted something else. What else has she tweeted? She called Susan Rice, also an Obama advisor, who mm-hmm. happened to be black, an ape some time ago. Okay. Maybe so, she's racist. <laughs> but no, and the thing is with racism and anyone, anytime you call anyone a racist, for me at least, I need to do my background checks. And, and so I, I went through the same thing this week because when she responded, it would be very easy to knee jerk and just go, you know, hog wild on Roseanne. But I went back and I read stories. She did call, she did tweet that Susan Rice was an ape. She 
And I had one report, and I don't know how prevalent. Okay, so she has a history of oh, yeah. calling black people and, monkeys. Sure. All right. And you, you can't maybe she's racist in this society. Do that. Maybe it, she, you're right. Yeah. Maybe she's racist. Yeah. So I didn't. I didn't look into it. I just feel like that is our go-to these days. Mm-hmm. Whenever we don't, whenever we don't like something, someone who's conservative or supports Trump says mm-hmm. racist. We just slap that label on and we ruin them. But you know, if she has a history, yeah. And I mean, and it's easy to fall into that, and that's why I took a moment because. If you get on Twitter, God help you, but if you get on Twitter and you're reading all of this stuff over and over again, you it's very easy to fall into that trap and say, okay, everyone's piling on, let's go full bore at Roseanne and see what happens. And the thing is, is in terms of what she'd done previously with Susan Rice, that's a pattern. It's a pattern. It's not okay. Well, let me ask you this. If Roseanne was a liberal okay. and she said that, would they have mm-hmm. taken her show away? They should. Would they have? I think they would have, yes. They didn't take Bill Mars away. They didn't take Samantha Bees away. Different. Not different. different. Exact same thing. No, no, no. The exactly the same them, thing. The two of them. They're both comedians, comedians. who made a joke. Yes. Both Mar and B did it on their show uh-huh. as opposed to as supposedly a private citizen. Yeah, which doing it on your show makes it worse and well, makes you more liable with your company. Context again. They're both comedians. No, They're you're, both you're, going now you are being hypocritical. No, it's saying. the same thing. And we went through yeah, last last show where we said racial humor can be funny if it's placed right. If you're going to call people house niggas like Bill Maher did, it should be funny. It, it wasn't. It wasn't. But he was a comedian. He was attempting a joke. For a joke. Same thing as Roseanne. I don't know if that's a joke. I don't know when she you. She say, said it was. Ugh. I don't know if you say that somebody is the combination, and, and by the way... She's making fun of the appearance in a uh, very crappy way. Crappy way. Mm-hmm. And at the same time, you're also making it against the people, that the, the, the party or the politics that you're affiliated with. She's a Trump supporter. She mm-hmm. may, and again, there's one report I read, and I'm not... Right, that's sure. the problem right there. She's a Trump, Trump supporter. supporter. If sure. she was if she was an Obama girl, well, this if, would have blown over. If Obama... And that's, to, I mean, I'm sorry, we've seen it over yeah. and over and over again. That's that's the way this, this goes. Yeah, but if Obama had the his, same history of making these racially insensitive remarks that Trump did, then definitely. But every, again, there's layers, and people get uncomfortable with it, but... Every you know strike this throne that's called isn't really a strike, and every ball this throne isn't really a ball. You know it it has different layers and different contexts that you have to take into account. Uh, Samantha B. Bill Maher going for a joke that failed, or in Samantha B.'s case, got roaring applause in a comedy show, is a lot more palatable than someone like Roseanne. No, nah, man, B, it's it's only more palatable to you because you agree with one point of view and not the other point not of view. Not necessarily. Yeah. It's it's and it, not on, not only that. And again, all three of them did the same thing. Bill Maher and uh, Samantha B did it on their show. That that gives the employer more right sure. to fire them. So it's even worse in their case. Just because just because they have a history of being on team black people, which they do, they're both liberal, mm-hmm. doesn't doesn't make what they did any different or any you know, it's the same thing. It's it's a joke that was racist. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, like I said, I, And if belief, they were conservatives, they would have lost their gigs. I I don't think so. I mean, I think I think I don't mean to cut you off, but mm-hmm. I think I think everything we've been hearing about Kanye these past few weeks, it's the same thing. It's like Kanye well. now is people <laughs> think he's on team conservative, so he's getting lambasted. But when you break down what he's saying, he's got a, he's got a lot of 
points. Sure. The problem is he lost so much in the first statement he made that it... Because that was taken completely out of context. We don't know that because he has not said that it's been taken out of context. He put it out there and then other people who are trying to shape the argument have come forth and said, you can't believe it. What he was really saying is that the blacks are beholden to the Democratic Party. They are. He should have just said that. Okay, he's, he's too he slavery thing. Yeah, okay, but he, you know, he's he's an artist. He was saying he was saying it in a trying to, you know, make a dramatic statement. I mean, Kanye is nothing if not dramatic, and it rubbed a lot of people the wrong way. But he made a he he also has a lot of good points. I mean, the the, the worst thing you can be today as a black man is conservative. They all get just thrown away. Sure. Ben Ben Carson. Right, mm-hmm. he's a he's a brain surgeon. Yeah. He separated conjoined twins from the brain. Brilliant man. Got it. He, he people talk about him like he's the dumbest guy alive. Mm-hmm. No, I I right? will agree because he's conservative. I will agree with that. You it's got like, you got who's the the new young uh, black girl? She's attractive. She's conservative commentator. Um, What's her name? The lady with uh, Kanye. Um, her name is uh, let's see, um, let's see, Candace something. Candace something or another. Okay. Yeah, I, I just listened to a podcast with her. She's a brilliant young girl, and and she seems like she came, you know, has a lot of liberal points of view, but she seems like she agrees with Kanye, you know, that that um, black people are beholden to the Democratic Party, and that it's it's done them no good. Look at okay, blacks today have by law equal rights, mm-hmm. right? By law, sure. maybe society doesn't treat them the same. Maybe it does. That's not worth talking about. They have equal rights. Yep. They did not in 1965, right? right? Yet, when you look at black people as a whole, they were doing better in 1965 than today. Don't know. They're, again, their levels... On a whole. Degrees. On a whole, right? I don't think so. I think, that, like, in some ways, you could say yes, but in other ways, no. I mean... There's there's way more poverty in the black community now sure. than there was in 1965. But there, 75% of black families in 1965 were two parent homes stayed together. Today it's like 24%. There's, the, what what where are all these problems coming from? The, all the rights have been all the rights have been made equal. Yet it seems like it's getting worse for black people. Well, Definitely got worth, worse for black people under Obama. Unemployment went up for black people. And some more more incarceration. Mm-hmm. So why is that happening? Well, that's the thing. It's, it's a, a situation where you're putting the finger in the dike kind of thing, where you put your finger in the dike one way the, you say... On the dike? Put in, my finger on the dike? In the dike. You know in the dike? That? It's not like, like what the, you think. <laughs> but yeah, it's this term where you put your finger in the dike and right. the dike is a hole. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I know. All right. This is getting worse. <laughs> you put your finger in the hole and the water... I do, I do like this. <laughs> for listeners, I'm there. Yeah. I work, that works yeah. for me too. I go middle finger. Though. Yeah. But anyway... So, middle finger. Yeah, I go middle finger. No, middle finger. Pointer left hand. Pointer. You yeah. go right hand on index. the boob. Left oh, hand. Try that. I go middle finger, and I'm usually sucking the boob. Mm. We've learned something new on this show every, <laughs> every week. Every every. I'm glad he is not here for this part. <laughs> you don't want to hear getting. what he would have said. All right, he will on. be here shortly. By the way, dog will be coming to join us to talk about actual fantasy football. But we'll continue. There are some levels to where you could look and say yes. There, you know, uh, if you look at 1965, there's some issues where blacks were doing better. However, you have to consider that there are more blacks now than men, number one. Number two, you have to look at what you said, incarceration. And when you talk about families being separated, that would be a major part. And who's been in power 
the longer stretch of time it's not I mean, been come on. minority yeah well i'm just saying <laughs> but i mean it's been democrats have been in power just as long as republicans and, and i'm, I'm not, just saying i'm again. just saying i used to vote democratic sure. 10 years ago now yeah. i now i vote neither but what i see from the communities i work in all black communities latino communities mm-hmm. is i see them getting worse instead of better yet they all not so much the mexicans but black people 98 percent of the time they're pro democratic and and I think Kanye has a point that the Democratic Party, if anything, has been enslaving black people if and that, making it yeah, worse. If, I think that's what he meant. Yeah, if that's his point, then I would agree with him. I am not, you know, carrying the Democratic Party's water because I think there are huge uh, mistakes and issues that they're responsible for in regards to minorities and other people. However, going back to Kanye, he has to be more specific when he says that. And when you start off in that kind of hole with people who are already not trusting, untrusting people, minorities, then you end up, you know, treading water or trying to tread water or try to uh, basically come back and catch up to, to your issue. And Kanye's never rebutted what people thought about him. He's never said, all he did. Yeah, but he did poopity scoop. He did poopity scoop, which is an American That justifies everything. (laughs) Not, I mean, not people are talking about Gambino in this new song. Yeah, but I'm, I'm on Poopity Scoop I, tip. You would be on Poopity Scoop. <laughs> that, that, that is your flavor. Should we bring it back to football? Yeah, we can it's do a that. fantasy podcast, right? Yeah, it, we're, yeah occasionally so we talk fantasy. So do you have some, uh, did you talk to God this week? I do. I talk to God every week. He is among, you know, my biggest fans. Uh. <laughs> now, are you talking to, to God or are you talking to Allah? I, or Buddha. He goes by many different ways. It's like, you know how you hyphenate your name nowadays mm-hmm. with the, you know, like the men are even right. doing it. He's sure. like God Allah. God Allah. Yeah. You know, so it's, God he's, Allah a, he's a progressive Buddha. God. He, God <laughs> Allah Buddha. All right. What'd he tell you? What'd he tell you this week? So, you know, we, we're going through fantasy commandments and things to do and not do. And I, you know, because I won, I don't know if you guys realize. Yeah. This, you won your league. I won, I won mm-hmm. the league you were in, not yeah. just my league. Yeah. It was your league. I, yeah. Let's not try to. Well, I was in more important leagues that yeah, okay. I put more of my time don't, to. Don't but, try to act mm-hmm. like the deadbeat dad. We had kids together and now you're trying mm-hmm. to abandon them and leave them with me. <laughs> this is our league. Okay. Jay Maddie. This is our league. So. Starting out, I'll give you toss a couple of opinions your way or a couple of commandments right, your let's way. Hear them. Number one, this is very important, especially now as you're preparing and doing mock drafts and so on and so forth. You have to form an opinion on each player available. Do you want these guys? Is is the guy the receiver in Minnesota Thielen? Is he a guy you want on your team? I I I'm feeling Thielen, and that's not just a rhyme. But I looking at everything and looking at last year, I'm looking at a guy like him. Who's a gets a ton of targets, number one receiver, mm-hmm. um, gets a lot of attention. He's going to be on my segregate year eight for sure. Oh, God, yeah. that's right. I shouldn't have yep. given you that tip. No, that's not a tip. I like Thielen, too. But Thielen, Thielen. All, all the players. you got to have an idea because when you go into that draft room. This is what God told you? This is the best advice God have? Have an opinion a, on the players you can primer. draft? It's a primer. Come but on, it's, God. In, it's important because. Of course it's important. That's you have to know. Captain Obvious. God is Captain Obvious. But part B to that is you have to know when these guys will be available and when's the best time to get them. You don't want to take Thielen. ADP. Per- talking ADP. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You don't want to take Thielen in the first round. No. Have you heard about value-based drafting? Because that's what you're talking about. Yes, that's exactly okay. the thing. You want to be able to pick them where they should go. Otherwise, well, you want you want to look you want to look at 
get an opinion on every player. Sure. Then look at their ADP. That's how I do it every year. Look okay. at their ADP, mm-hmm. right? Don't even look until it's like the day before you draft. Get that ADP for like the last week. Mm-hmm. And then you're looking at your value compared to ADP. Figure out what number pick you have. So you have pick number 21. Thielen's going at 26. Mm-hmm. If you really want him, you're going to take him at 21. You're that's not right. going to risk him being around at 33 when you pick again. Exactly. Right? So that that's value-based drafting. You, you want to average together the ADP with... Your personal rankings, mm-hmm. that's what I do. I take the ADP, I rank the players myself, I average the two values together, and that then I just have one big board, and I go down that line, and I'm just drafting the top name every time. Mm-hmm. That's value-based drafting. And uh, there you go. I didn't talk to God, but... Well, if you had talked to God, he would also tell you to participate in mock drafts. Yeah. Because what you're yeah, but I, I, I have a life. It's... Uh, well, th- you see, that's the thing where you have to determine how bad do you want to win. What? And, and I will give away my wife and kid right now. It's like it's like <laughs> it's <laughs> like high school. It's like high school, Bernard. I, I didn't I didn't study. Yeah, you I, just I came out I came guy. out number eight in my class. Yeah, I don't I don't guy. need to prepare. Yeah, right. I, I mean, I'll, I'll prepare, but a couple days mock drafting. You know, it's just masturbation. I, Go have fun with your family. I like mock drafting because it gives you that human element. And you get to see where... But most of the time you're drafting against computers. Well, no. As the season gets closer, you get in those rooms and it's competitive. It's full of people talking shit to each other. Some guy said something about my mother the other day. Hey, you know, at uh, 126.com, whoever you are, I'm coming after you. But anyway, they get competitive as you move closer and closer to the uh, season. Yeah. And you get to learn things. Yeah, I, w- I would I would do a couple, you know, like a week before you draft. But doing it right now, so many things are going to change between it now is. and the season. It's, it is. But you're getting a feel. You're getting a feel with how things are going. And I, I'll do, you know, a handful a week. Not, you know, not every moment. Not doing day. three a day. Not like dog. No, not like dog. But that's, you know, that's all people say. But you definitely want to have an opinion on each player. And that will allow you to figure out. I have, I have what we call as the... Uh, Remember, remember uh, Babe Ruth. He didn't do a whole lot of training, or, or he probably wasn't mock drafting. He wasn't playing against. He would black get guys drunk. <laughs> he would. Okay, it's valid. He wasn't playing against any. Valid, people. valid. But <laughs> Babe Ruth would show up with his fat gut, probably sure. drunk, and just knock it out of the park. Yeah, that's that's what I plan on doing. Okay, well, there are black people in our league. <laughs> there are. <laughs> there are a few. So it's actually ninety five percent black. It is. It yeah. is. It, we got to you know we got to do something about getting a couple of white people out of it. And then, <laughs> then we'll really have a league. <laughs> but another one, um, I'm thinking, and this changes, but I, I'm still going to go with two running backs off the top in the draft. I think you. This is God or is, we're we, riffing now? It's God. Okay. It's God telling me. So take two running backs. He, he, he gave me this go commandment. Ahead. Mm-hmm. Take two running backs, your first two pick. Sure. Um, this year's weird. Um, I would say take a wide receiver third if there's one there that you like. If not, I'm considering going three running backs off the off the top this year. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, the two running backs off the top five years ago. That's how everybody was sure. doing it. That was the way we did fantasy football. Everybody mm-hmm. take two run except me. Yeah. Okay. I you're you're a kind of guy that you know stays between the lines, right? Mm-hmm. I'm a rule breaker. Yeah, you. Are. I don't I don't want to set up these rules like. I will if I can take one of the top eight running backs, I'm I'm getting one of those. Like yeah. that's important. Mm-hmm. After about those top eight guys, 
it's it's a wash. They're all about the same. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm getting best player available. I'm not going to set up where I have to take two running backs, then a wide receiver, then another running back. You know, that's that's not a good pattern to fall into. You want to get if you can get a stud running back that can be if he stays healthy, that can be enough to put you over the top. So do that. Mm-hmm. Beyond those top eight guys, you just got to get the best available player. You don't know who's going to get hurt. Yeah. Um. You know that you you get Antonio Brown in the seven or eight slot. That's every bit as that's way more valuable than getting the ninth best running back. I mean, yeah, you don't 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 put yourself in a box where you have to do a certain thing. Yeah, I think you you have to take some common sense into it. I'm looking for two, three down backs. If I can get two three down backs like I did last year, when you, I was able to get Melvin Gordon with the fifth pick, and then Todd Gurley. In well, the that's second that's round. great. Yeah, but I mean, both those guys are top six guys right now. Yeah, those and are there's two, no way that's going to happen. Those are two again. of the eight guys yeah. I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah. So I gotta. What I like to do is find a running back who didn't have a big year last year, mm-hmm. who is that kind of guy and is likely to break out. Like, uh, you know, the the guy the 49ers picked up, McKinnon. That's another guy I'm looking yeah. at because he has no competition. He's probably going to be a second round guy, and he might, you know, he mm-hmm. might end up being a top five. Guy. I think in the mock drafts I've done so far, which don't mean a whole lot right now, but in the mock drafts I've done so far, he's gone in the second round. There you go. See, I haven't mock drafted once, but I yeah, I felt it. Yeah. So you, I mean, but if you could pair him with a that's, girly, that's that Babe, Babe Ruth gene. I just knew. Yeah, again, <laughs> not competing with black people, we'll do that to you. But, um, but yeah, if you could pair McKinnon with a girly this year, I think you're off to a great start because sure. you know they're. If nothing else, they're getting opportunities. Yeah. And that's really, it's just like... That's the main run. thing with a running back. But that's it. I mean, your best running back's averaging 5.2 yards of carry. Your worst guy's averaging 3.5. You know yeah. I mean? It's not, it's all about volume. You want to get volume guys. No, you don't. You want volume guys who also catch the ball and don't get hurt. Sure. And in, in your flex, and I'm a big fan... That's of why this. I don't love, like, uh, I love Le'Veon Bell. I think he's the best in the game. But dude's going to miss, he's going to miss a couple games at the start, likely. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's prone to get hurt, and he's touched the ball, you know, seven thousand times a year. He's got to be wearing down. So I might take a less talented back over mm-hmm. him if he gets through whatever his latest contract thing is, which seems to happen every year. If it's not weed, it's the contract. If he gets through that this year and is scheduled to play Week One, I have him as my number two back behind Gurley. I think. Yeah. I think you go Gurley, Bell. Johnson, I'm not touching Johnson. Elliott. Oh, I'm on. Oh, please, I'm hoping someone please lets Johnson fall. And in one mock draft, somebody let Johnson fall to pick seven, and I scooped him up. He is just too explosive not to have on your team if he's available in the first round. There's just no, no, not even a thought to pick him up. So we got at least we we brought you fantasy people. I mean, we were talking about other stuff, but we brought you fantasy. I hope you're happy with that. Um, we talked about a race that Jay Maddie was happening. <laughs> was mm, happening. Yeah. It was scheduled to happen. Uh, Jay Maddie, you and our good friend Joel yeah. of uh, Salon Six Degrees in lovely yes. Manhattan Beach, um, you guys are getting geared up to 40-plus-year-old uh-huh. men, yep. getting geared up to run a mile. Yep, Do you yep. want to tell me the status of said race? Uh, Joel suffered a back injury, so it will be put <laughs> on uh, temporary hold. Uh, what about you? What about me? Are you good to race too? You, I mean, it's a non-material because <laughs> Joel's back hurts. <laughs> okay, guys. So both I injured myself a little bit. <laughs> okay, but so did Joel. So not really a surprise at forty plus <laughs> <laughs> training to run a mile. And, have, and the last time you were competitive running miles, how old were you? 
20. Okay. Yeah. yeah. All right. So um, maybe we should. I went, out, I went out. I did train for two weeks, and I got down to five minutes and 40 seconds. And then I couldn't walk for four and a half days, literally. <laughs> so I don't want to say this was predictable, but yeah. So we're gonna get it. We're gonna get it. Yeah, for maybe for next year's show. No, we're doing we're doing it in the fall. <laughs> in the fall. Yeah. Okay, we'll be ready. How about Rachel Dolezal? You hear about her? Oh Jesus Christ! Yeah, yeah. This is this is this is a fascinating one to me. So what do you what what, what do you feel about that? <sighs> Boy, we are start. Okay, so it's you can't act black if you're keeping blacks from a job first of all because was she doing that keeping blacks from jobs i thought she was well i thought she, she was, was running she, the naacp or yeah, something yeah and generally don't they help black people they do okay. and generally those jobs the job she had would probably go to a black person oh i see yeah so number one that's my issue with her okay the fact that she defrauded i guess welfare is that know, makes her more black <laughs> Actually, that might be right, and that's wrong for saying it. But she was, yeah, she's a little bit too much into the system. Yeah. But no, I. She's, she's, she's full, full committal. Yeah, I, I, I think I tweeted something the other. Day. I was like, "Can you convict a fraud of being a fraud?" No, like, she's just method acting. She's, that's all. Yeah, she's all over the place. But I don't. I mean, she's she's a, a fucking mess. She's a train wreck. I I don't know what else to say about her. Sure. She, you know, she defrauded black people into thinking she was black and I'm sure used it to get that job that usually black people would have. Right. And then secondly, jumped into, uh, you know, the whole welfare fraud industry. If yeah. that's even an industry. It's definitely an industry. It's definitely an industry. <laughs> and, and she was doing quite well until she got caught apparently. Yeah. But no, just a train wreck and, you know, uh, misguided and a bunch of other yeah. stuff. Okay. Mm -hmm. But yeah, you can't, just wish your blackness into existence. Well, you know, it, I don't think it would surprise you to hear that I'm on Team Rachel here. Okay, yeah, I knew that was coming. <laughs> I knew that Because, look, here, here's my point of view. Yeah. In today's world with... Um, now, look, I, I, I'm a guy who believes that you should be able to do and say whatever you want to do as long as you're not harming another. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm all about, I hate to use the word liberty, but I'm all about liberty and freedom. You know, we talked about it with prostitution, with drugs, mm -hmm. liberty, yeah. right? We're in this, so we're in this world now with the, the transsexuals, the big thing. I was on the transsexual tip, figuratively, 15 years ago. <laughs> okay, yeah. I mean, I knew, I knew some, I hung with them, I was down with it. It was not an issue 15 years ago. Uh -huh. Now it is, right? Yes. And now if you see a person who looks like a man, but they, they identify as a woman, you're, you're the worst person alive and you're going to get castrated on Twitter. Sure. Never mind the fact that you, you know, you're just working with the conditioning you've grown up with your whole life. You see a face that looks like a, a man. Yeah. You think it's a man. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, what I don't understand is you can have a dick mm -hmm. and say you're a woman there's no scientific basis to back that up, that that is a real thing that you can have yeah. the genitals of one gender and the brain of another. And that's acceptable. And I think it should be acceptable. I think you should be able to, to be whatever you want to be. If you want to say you're a girl, fine, we can all call you a she. I think that's fine. You know, mm -hmm. be, be who you want to be. But yeah. if we're accepting that that's real, why can't a white person identify as being black at least at least with gender gender you can scientifically measure you look at the genetics and you got a xy chromosome you know that that's that's a man by science by biology that's real right mm -hmm. that's measurable sure um 
race is just, it's just really just a, we're all the same race. Mm -hmm. It's just a made up social construct, right? Certain people, uh, left Africa and moved to different parts of the world and they camped out there and then they start inbreeding and certain genetic qualities rise to the top of that population based on the environment they're living in Mm -hmm. that allow them to survive in that environment. But they all come from the same. It's why it's why a black person and an Asian person can mate and have a baby, right? We're all the same race. There's no scientific, uh, there's no scientific fact that there's different races. The fact is we're all the same race. So if a a white woman like Rachel wants to say she's black, what the hell's wrong with that? Why can't we just say, okay, she she wants to be black. She's black. Let her be black. The issue with that is that you okay what does black being black mean it means your your skin's darker that's uh, pretty much not it necessarily what, I what mean, else it could mean the, my, this is my point it could mean any number of different things because it's not defined but we we view it as being darker sure. skin yeah but it could mean something completely opposite to that it could mean green eyes and like my grandmother who's the blackest right. woman i know because it's not really a real really thing like, but the difference between when you say, okay, I want to be a woman, everyone knows what that means right. in, in the biological sense. When you now have a vagina, you now have breasts, you now, you know, are a woman. Mm-hmm. So that's the difference is that you say, I want to be black and you say, okay, so what does that mean? Well, does that mean that, uh, I know I like listening to Lou Rawls now all of a sudden, or <laughs> <laughs> like, so there's not a way, it's like trying to hug smoke. You right. Can't really wrap. Sure. That's yeah. exactly what I'm saying. Yeah, so it should be, you should, you should but be able to right. identify how you want to identify. It, it's not a real yeah. thing. It's, well, it's a real. There's no, you cannot, you cannot lay out five things that definitively make you black. Right. Because True. even like, um, Cubans mm-hmm. have dark skin. Sure. They're not black. Right. Yeah. So you cannot say lay out. I can lay out mm-hmm. five definitive things that make you male versus female. Gotcha. Scientific, concrete things. So, mm-hmm. but we allow people to switch between genders. We we even now allow them to switch back and forth within the same day. That's mm-hmm. that's a thing, right? Well, so why, why if someone feels they are black, they identify black is basically to me it's a culture, mm-hmm. right? It's a culture. If someone identifies with that culture and that's where they're comfortable, sure. What's the problem? Well, why are we sensitive about that? Because. It means the culture means something to the people that are included in the culture mm-hmm. and have been told they've been included in the culture. When you are coming from the outside and you're saying, "Hey, I'm just like you," and then you get back into the historical, well, no, you have there's not, you don't understand the struggle, and you and it could be a variety of different things. Well, she obviously gets the struggle. She's on welfare. <laughs> she's on welfare. She, she's like I said, like a, a queen of the welfare industry. But that's where the disrespect or the feeling of disrespect comes from. And that's why you have black people that look at her, you know, and say... But don't you think, don't you think a lot of women feel the same way when they see these guys uh, who decide they're females now and, and they're going to identify as female when they haven't gone through the struggle women have? Isn't that exactly the same thing? This is the difference with that. Is that if you were born and, you know, you got your Bruce Jenners and various other people and... There's some some people that will describe it as being caged in their own body as knowing, hey, I am a woman on the inside. And this thing has caused mental anguish. There's any number of different suicides that occur from this sort of... Yeah, but did you know the suicides don't go down after the sex change? Well... How do we know? How do we know these people, all due respect, Mm -hmm. how do we know it's not just some kind of... uh, 
mental issue, right? Meant some kind of mental illness. I'm not saying it is. Mm-hmm. I'm saying we don't know. We don't know what's causing people to feel that way. Mm-hmm. I don't right? think it matters. But we no. let it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. Let them identify how they want to identify. Sure. Same same with race. See, at least at least I come from a place of principles and consistency on these issues you you picking sides well, in no, the same issues there's layers to everything mm-hmm. not there's not apples to apples with everything or kind testicles of. to testicles or vaginas to vaginas it's kind of the same thing <laughs> you know but that thing is it's different because you don't i mean i think women in some regards may have that feeling hey this is a man he doesn't know what it's like to be a woman yeah but you don't get the same sort of stories with people that were white this is oh my god my whole life i've been i know i know i'm a black man you don't get that that mean you don't get that you has anyone said that they've been caged in their body that's and, what rachel dolezal's saying she's okay so always known she was and, black her and who else anybody else yeah how about sean king and why is he accepted in has that he said that he he I, he doesn't identify as black. He claims he is black, but his parents are both white. So well, okay, what's the difference so that's, there? That's two. But what, why is that guy accepted and he, not he the other? One? He's not accepted by all black people, and that's that's the issue too. It's he's like, like the head of Black Lives Matter, which is ironic. The head of Black Lives Matter and the head of the NAACP were both white people <laughs> pretending to be black. That's their that's the problem. But you know they're not accepted by all black people, which gives you an idea on why them switching cultures and accept it isn't accepted. Because there is no all black people. Black people are all different, just like everybody else. Sure. Yeah. So, yeah. That, you know, that's a, a brilliant thing that gets lost in sure. with liberals these days. Mm-hmm. Like they want to, they want to just identify all black people as being the same and being fragile, yeah, and we yeah. got to protect them. Yeah. You know, you're 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 a black guy. You're a strong black guy. You're doing great in the community. You know, you you've you're with your wife, you got your great dad, right? You got your shit together, Mm -hmm. but they want to act like all black people are the same and need to be protected. Right. That to me, that's racist. Right. And let me, I'll say this because I'm, I couldn't agree with you more on this. And my father would tell me this, the racist people you everyone meet are those deep Southern old white people, obviously, and extremely liberal white people. (laughs) They're kind of there. It's like, it it makes like yeah. a three like a complete yeah. one eighty. Bo- yep, they both walk they, in, they, in they opposite park. directions and, and meet they, on the other side exactly. of the world. Yeah, because I wrote about that. I agree with your dad completely. And in some respects, some respects, and old crotchety black men are pretty oh, racist. Yeah, they're pretty racist. Okay. My grandfather was did not like <laughs> black people, and he was the blackest man alive. But in some respects, there there's a, an appreciation for someone who comes to your face and calls you the n word or whatever because you know where they stand. I don't like the liberal, the extreme liberal, white liberal take of, hey, we're going to do this for you because you don't know any better. And that's what it comes across from a lot of yeah, super that's racist. ultra-white yeah, liberals. Right. So, yeah, they think they, they're on the right team, but they're... They're, they're, they're not. So it, it's weird how that happens, but the, yeah. And that takes us all, back to Kanye. That's sure. all Kanye is saying. He's if just he not as that. eloquent as myself. Well, that, the thing is, he, okay, he's got the Kardashian machine behind him. He has the Jay Z machine behind him. These people don't have PR people that come out and say, "Okay, scratch what he said yeah. a month ago." Mm-hmm. This is what. Well, they they're not. I don't think they're backing him now. They're walking away from it because they're looking out for their own the, self well, interest. I don't think back. I don't think Beyonce and Jay Z give a fuck about anything right except their right billion dollars. Yeah. That, you know, 
they they somehow be, became made king and queen of of the you know liberal movement. I don't think they give a fuck. Well, you you may have a right there, but the thing the Kardashians are there. So, and the thing that's peculiar is that I don't think they would do anything to again getting back to the business everything that would screw up their brand. Mm-hmm. So it's puzzling that he hasn't. And maybe he's out of control at that point. That might be the other thing. Is maybe he's just uncontrollable and he won't take help. Most likely, you know. So that might be the other issue. But if that's his cause, I think it's a great cause because yes, black people need to hold Democrats more or more responsible. They're more accountable. Um, it's gone on for too long. We have where you know black people are the king of diabetes and other mm-hmm. sort of health issues. Yeah, I mean the and communities I work in. I there's no grocery stores. Well, that's the issue. We, that, when, we that's live, racist. Yeah, right? Why in, are there no grocery stores in Compton? Well, even none. More. There's none. A couple of Mexican markets. Exactly. That's it. Even more. You, you look at that and you say, okay, Democratic Party, black people, black people. Lead and all those obesity. districts are ruled sure, by Democrats. Sure. All these people are obese. They have diabetes and they live in food deserts. And oh, who do we, who do black people support? They support the Democrats who support the labor movement. Labor people own grocery stores. That's, that's the whole thing. Labor grocery store. You mean to tell me that we have a, food, a shortage of food epidemic in black communities and the Democratic Party won't do anything to get grocery stores in the communities? That's apparently not. Yeah, that, that's completely unacceptable. And I and if and like I, I said, think the, the Democratic people, Democratic Party uses black people sure. in the same way the Republican Party uses uh racist yeah. right they know that's or, a demo or, yeah. i'm not saying all republicans you know bill maher said it not all republicans are racist no. but if you're a racist you're probably a republican that, you know they 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 just that they know that demographic is always going to vote for them just like democrats know that black people are always going to vote for them and and neither one of them are getting what they want out of it people need to think outside the box a little not to mention they're not they're not trying to do anything to help black people number one mm-hmm. number two the things they actually spout on about i don't think are the the best strategies to solve these problems i think we need to take it back to individual responsibility Mm -hmm. and and teaching teaching uh minorities to figure out how to take care of themselves Mm -hmm. because all the we're we're, we are i mean i never used to believe in the welfare state and we're we're developing the mentality where everybody's a victim Mm -hmm. and that doesn't help anybody no no, I think in some respects, again, you, I always look at things in different layers. I think that's absolutely right. And if someone like a Kanye or his wonderful wife this week who d- decided to address Trump on, you know, criminal... Oh, uh, did she? Yeah, she on said, prison reform. I've been working hard. Yeah, I haven't I, paid attention. What I, I she will say? bring you up to date. Wait, she, she... She met with Trump. Jesus Yes, that, we won't even say this we, for we're, we're living in the matrix. Yeah, she met with Trump okay. to discuss prison reform. Now, on its face, you look at it, what think- did Trump? I, wouldn't you love to be in that room to listen to those two knuckleheads? Come on, Is, they're gonna they're gonna solve prison reform. That's what the now what they do on one side. Now we don't know what happened in the meeting, other than there was a picture taken. He grabbed her ass. <laughs> <laughs> right that definitely happened he's like "Ooh, this is prison reform you know <laughs> he starts squeezing that thing like Charmin. but okay on his face it's probably bullshit kim kardashian's ass or j-lo's ass i think j-lo for sure i think j-lo no J-Lo's, doubt and the thing j-lo's is legit kim kardashian it's just fluffernutter back there it's not but it's not real impressively with j-lo at what is she? 40? 50. Is she 50 now? I don't know. Or she's old. She, she's on her, on her way. Yeah. 
She's hotter she now than she was looks, in her 20s. So, I mean, she really has mm-hmm. a sort of a ceiling of about 60, 65 maybe. Maybe. You know? Maybe. Yeah, she's a she's one of those top eight running backs for sure. Yeah, she that's one, a person you give all your carries to. You play her on three downs. Yep. And you, you throw the ball to her. Yep, she's Le'Veon Bell. She's, she's risky because she's getting older. Yeah. She yeah. might get injured. Mm-hmm. But she's got the skills. She's, got she's the, the skills best in the game. It, yeah, and she's a, she, and she deserves all the money because she's talented too. I'll give that to her. Okay, everybody, we are now joined by the notorious, the unflinching, the powerful dog. He's in the house with his fantasy views. He's our fantasy analyst, dog. How you doing today? What's cracking? What's cracking, everybody? What's going on, dog? Good, chilling. Everybody's good. Now, we're getting to the, you know, just before it's starting to get good with possibly thinking about your fantasy draft. And an absolute fantasy tragedy happened when Hunter Henry, the tight end for the Chargers, tore his ACL. I know he's on every... Tragedy is a bit strong. Well, again, I take this It is seriously. a fucking tragedy. It's a, it's a fantasy tragedy. <laughs> so, so he, um, he of course, tells, tears his ACL in practice, uh, rendering him... Uh, non-available or in, gone for the season, um, doggy. What do you do now if you're thinking you were thinking Hunter Henry? What do you do as a fantasy player? Obviously, don't draft him right now, right? But uh, other than that, fucking. Um, I mean, you have to go with consistent tight ends. You know, like stay with your bread and butter, like a cat like Delaney Walker. You know, proven cats in week in and week out have you know produced. You know, so uh, you know Kelsey, of course. You know yeah. just. Keep it, you know, with the top tight ends and, you know, San Diego's just fucked. Yeah. I wouldn't fuck with them, period. Well, they're talking about bringing Antonio Gates back. Is he somebody you target in a draft by any chance? No, Antonio, I to would. me, he's through. You, you he's talk- done. He stays hurt. He stays banged up. Yeah, but you, you I wouldn't get fuck him on with the him. cheap, and he's one of the best of all time. Remember what uh, Tony Tony Gonzalez did late in his career, right? Yeah. yeah. Could be the yeah. same. No, I, I think I, I saw it with Dougie on this one. I think... Antonio's time has passed. They were phasing him out in hopes of making Henry Henry their guy. Unfortunately for them, they end up losing him for the Chargers. I mean, well, look, uh, everyone just assumed Hunter Henry was going to be great based on not very much. They just because Antonio was great with the Chargers and with Rivers, they assumed the next guy is going to be like who was the guy before Hunter Henry who was supposed to be great panned out to nothing. with the Chargers? Green? Yeah, Green. Ladarius oh, yeah. Green. Green, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah. Everybody thought he was going to be the next big thing. Mm-hmm. It panned out to be nothing. Uh, Hunter Henry was was uh, a little overrated to begin with. He hadn't done much. He had his full potential, but... Yeah, he know, was a little overrated. I mean, he, he was rated at like fourth and fifth on most boards. That's ridiculous. Going ahead of guys like Jimmy Graham and Delaney Walker. It's crazy. Yeah. I don't know if I would have put him quite that high. I think he had a strong season last year, which gave me a reason to look for him on a, in a fantasy draft. But now, of course, that he's hurt, you don't have to look in another direction. There's only probably a handful of tight ends available. What I would say is that you look at somebody like a Jack Doyle, who in the mock drafts so far, people have been taking late. And, you know, if you were had your set side on set on one of the higher ranking tight ends like a Henry that maybe you let Jack Doyle fall to you uh, later on in the draft and you could still have value, hopefully, at every position. Yeah, who's going to be throwing the fucking ball to Jack Doyle this year? He hasn't. Yeah, that's another thing. Andrew Luck hasn't picked up a ball yet. He's still working out. There's a lot of questions regarding him. And uh, But, you see, Doyle really had a good season with... Um, who's Brissett. The, yeah, 
Jacoby Brissett. Brisket. 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 A little bitty brisket. He had a good season with Brissett last year. And I think Doyle fits if if Brissett is throwing, throwing him the ball or if Luck is. And I, and I think you may be able to get him late this year. Otherwise, I think you're looking at guys like a Trey Burton out of Chicago. You can get late. Or, I like Burton. Or a guy like Kittle from San Francisco. You can yeah. get late. But I would not target either one of those guys as we speak right now. I think you really have to look at the Kelseys, the Delaney Walkers, the uh, Jimmy, Jimmy Grahams, you know, those those types. Uh, Evan Ingram from New York. Uh, he and it, That's a guy, yeah. Yeah, and you got to be careful with a guy like Ingram because you don't know if it's hype right now because <clears throat> he's ranked really high on a lot of fantasy boards. So I got I got two questions for, for Dog. Go ahead, go ahead, man. Number one. How many fantasy drafts did you do this week? And number two, <laughs> do you own any gear that doesn't say Raiders? Because every time I've seen you, you're wearing Raiders gear. He represents. Well, first of all, like, man, I did like, shit, probably about 10 mock drafts this week. <laughs> you know? And, um, but, no, I mostly have all Raider t-shirts, man. <laughs> Raider everything. You know, I just put them in the cleaners and bring them back out. All right, so you got, you got to be happy about this Hunter Henry injury. <laughs> well, you know, yeah, for the Raiders standpoint, but you know, my favorite team is my fantasy team. <laughs> you know, because that's what brings me the money. You know yeah, what I mean? my dope. But, you know, hey, shit. San Diego, I think, still going to be tough and relevant, though. Exactly. You know? Well, I think it's time we turn to... Well, hold on, we're, we're oh, talking tight ends. Oh, I mean, I mean L.A., I'm we, fucking talking to No, we only care about your guys' opinion? I don't, I don't matter anymore? <laughs> no, no, no. I'm, we're going to continue. <laughs> we're supposed to, or fuck you, a game we play. And we're going to pick a team. It's a little vulgar. It's just a little bit. But right. that's our show. Okay. That's our demographic. So, all right, let's play it. All right. Supposed to. Spose, okay, yeah. So Spose we'll is a, another white rapper. We were talking white supposed rappers. To? No, just Spose. Another word. Yeah, exactly. Spose like, T. Like, uh, what, what was the word we were saying? It was supposed to, and it's... Everybody. 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 So, supposed to... No, I'm saying Spose is the name of a white rapper. There's a His white name rapper named Spose. Really? Yeah. Oh, I didn't yeah. know that. Not bad. You find out something new. And yeah. I found out... You guys something. aren't as well versed in hip-hop as, as myself. As the white apparently. guy. I, I'm, it's, a, it's a shameful <laughs> day for me. I'm going to hang my head in shame. But we will go on with Spose to and Fuck You. Let me explain what Spose to or Fuck You is. We will uh, pick from, you know, a random team... And this, because we're on the topic of tight ends, <clears throat> excuse me, my voice is leaving me. Uh, we're on the topic of tight ends. We're going to pick a team and figure out if you should A, supposed to, or in Matt's vernacular, supposed to, but I'd really like it if you said supposed to, Matt. It supposed, to. Right. supposed to. There you go. Or fuck you, meaning you would not target this person. You don't think he's a valuable member to target for your fantasy draft, so on and so forth. So, here we go. We'll go with the first team. Tight, tight end. In, in different formats, you know, in, mo- in most drafts, tight end is the last thing people are, are thinking about. Mm-hmm. But you can get a tight end if you get like a Gronk or a Kelsey. That has serious value. That that can that can bring you the championship right there because you're unlike quarterback. Quarterback, you got 12, 15 guys that are within you know twenty to twenty five points a week. Not a big difference. Mm-hmm. And, and yet, yet people drafting always go quarterback hard, right? Even though there's twelve, fifteen good ones. Tight end, you got about three. And sure. if you get one of those three, you got a 10-point advantage over your competitors. I think tight end is a very crucial position to get. Then when you're talking about leagues like the FFPC or the FPC, they do uh, they do uh, tight end weighted drafts where the tight end, any catch for the tight end is worth 1.5 points. Then mm-hmm. it becomes even more critical to get that tight end. Mm-hmm. No, so this year, 
If I can get Travis Kelsey in in the second round, I'm I'm pulling the trigger on that. Ooh. No, that's well, I don't know if I'd go Kelsey as high, but you're absolutely right in terms of tight ends. If you could get a tight end that's a guaranteed ten points a game, that's helping you out tremendously. Gronk, I don't. Go I'm going. With, I'm going. I'm going Kelsey and Jimmy Graham. Those yeah, Jimmy Graham, Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. yeah. If, if you score ten points or ten touchdowns in a uh, season like Jimmy Graham did, you're automatically in the top five of tight yeah. ends. Uh, a guy like Delaney Walker who gets a lot of solid, targets, solid yeah. guy. Um, I don't go, go as high as Gronk because he's never probably going to play. No, I, w- I wouldn't take Gronk because Gronk's going end of the first round like mm-hmm. usual, and he's going to get hurt. Yeah, no, you you're know, right. He's just he's not the same. No, I think you know if he plays 16 games and you got him, that you that's know, right. No, you, yeah, you, you but won that's the not league. Happen. In, in, yeah. a, in a lot of cases, you win the league. If he gives you 16 points, 16 games at Gronk's potential. But it never happened. It's not going to happen anymore. And Gronk is a like a roughhouse style, throwback style tight end. Sure. You know, he takes a lot of abuse. He punishes a lot of people. You know, so just like you guys say, man, that motherfucker be getting hurt. Mm-hmm. No, you're absolutely you know? right. Is and your game loaded? We're, we're set. Okay, right. and the first name, we go with the Carolina Panthers and Greg Olson. Oh, fuck. We haven't mentioned Greg. Greg is top tier. Yeah, he is. He is. Yeah. Go ahead. He, elaborate. Motherfucking supposed to, supposed to. You know what I'm saying? I will take motherfucking Greg Olson any time of the day. There it is. You know what I mean? Because he's a, uh, you know, how he high? Has a, how high would you take him? Um, well, I'll take him fifth round. Yeah, if he's there. Yeah, I, I would never because he has a are good. Doing, are we talking standard format drafting PPR? PPR. I'm talking PPR. Yeah, talking PPR, folks. Yeah. Not not tight end weighted. Not yeah, I think that's about right. Fifth round. Yeah, fifth round. I, I'd agree with that. I had Olsen on the team last year. Unfortunately for me, he got hurt during. So most tired of hearing about your stupid team. <laughs> yeah, but he Nobody he banged cares. the fuck back. He broke his foot, but he banged back. He banged back. He came you back. You know what I'm saying? Game, and I he's also 33. Sure, but so, he, but he's he just, tough. He just got a new contract, so he has to justify that love from the Carolina Panthers. And he has an excellent rapport with Cam Newton. Okay. He's like the number right, one. We're, we're, we're in agreement. Supposed mm-hmm. to. Supposed to. All all three across. Unanimous. And let's see. I think you got to throw out like a round. Because you're going to draft anybody based on where they yeah. fall. Yeah, so. we'll throw. We'll, we'll add right. that. So, yeah. Fifth round is definitely palatable for Greg Olson. He deserves that. Okay, the next team up. The Cleveland Browns. Who is their tight end? Is David. Yeah, African cat, right? That's right. He's a, he was a rookie last year. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So a lot of promise. So based on that promise, do you where, where do you see yourself drafting? Is he a high round draft pick? Supposed to or fuck you, Jay Maddie? I like my vulgarities to be more organic, <laughs> so I'm not going to just throw out the fuck you because that's the name of the game, but I'm going to say not supposed to. <laughs> we'll take it. <laughs> well, yeah. we'll accept yeah. it. He, he, this, is, this is a kid who's probably going to have a long, productive career. If I was drafting a dynasty team, yeah. I'm jumping on that. Yeah. But number, he's got two things working against him. Number one, <laughs> uh, tight ends usually takes him three, four years to get going. Number two, he's in Cleveland. Yeah. And yeah. a rookie quarterback. Just, nah, too many things. Mm-hmm. No, I think, like... What said, round are we talking? Uh, let's let's say, would you take him... Nine? I would not draft him, period. I don't think I'd draft him either. I, I don't think I'd draft him either. I think he... I'm looking at, I'm looking at football guys right now. He's rated number 11th, mm-hmm. so clearly uh, they're expecting him to be drafted, but I wouldn't draft him. I wouldn't draft him either. I think I'd need to see more. I sh- he showed flashes of uh, some, some athletic ability last year. But I do need to see more. So, Doggy, supposed to, or fuck you? Well, fuck you. You know, (laughs) 
but this is it. Okay. Um, they might have uh, Tyrod Titan might start. Yeah, and you know, that, so that you know he's pretty good with tight ends. He has good. He had a good rapport with Clay. Mm-hmm. Um, what's his name? Njoku. He's a big so guy, yeah. I guess. Yeah, Njoku. Njoku. He's a, where's, where's that name come from? That's got to be Nigerian. Nigeria. Yeah, he's yeah. A, he's, a dummy. Yeah, I don't trust those Nigerians. I mean, I would pick him as a second no, tight end. I do business with Nigerians. <laughs> yeah, they will. Nigerians and twist your ass. Yeah. Nigerians and Filipinos do not. Oh, nope. yeah. Yeah, but no. I would I would pick him as a second tight end. Second, know, but, yeah. But fuck you. That's fuck the you show. Fuck, fuck you. And, fuck I'm, you. And, and fuck you. Good, good second fuck tight end. Yeah, because yeah, you got the promise. I'd take him as a second tight end. Yeah. But if we're talking standard drafts, most people aren't taking a second tight end. So No, no. All right. Okay, third team. The Chicago Bears and Trey Burton doggy. Supposed to. Supposed to. Supposed to. You know, uh, I like Mitch. What's the round? Oh, what, Play the what, game right. Yeah, what round are you picking him in? Um... Sixth, seventh, whoa, whoa, eighth, whoa. You know, I say uh, not supposed to. Burton that. looked really good last year in Philly. Mm-hmm. You know, for Ertz. You yeah. know, he came in for Ertz. He was looking really good. And um, Trubisky, man, shit, man, I like him. Yeah, I do you too. know, I really like him. I think he's an accurate quarterback. And shit, that's the number one tight end. Big year this year. I think Trubisky. he is. Yeah, him and Jimmy G. That's you know what I'm saying. I'm, so I'm targeting. I, I mean, I wouldn't. I would supposed to. Fuck it. You know, if he's there for me, supposed to. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, supposed to. My bad. You, you correct him, Jay Maddie. You correct. Him. You know that I would. I'll yeah. drive him. No, for me, I would say, fuck you, Trey Burton, because you're playing for the Bears. Though Trubisky's gonna get his shot really this year, I need to see more before I would put any sort of trust in a tight end that was a backup last year. That's just what it is. If you could get him in like the 14th 15th round maybe but beside that i still need to see more maddie supposed to or fuck no nah, i'm out on him as well yeah I, yep. any round or just not at all I, I i would take the nigerian before him put it that way <laughs> nigerian yeah all right <laughs> that was racist as fuck man. <laughs> i will take the, the nigerian. nigerian all right let's see what we got going up next nigerians are rude <clears throat> they're rude right. as fuck so, I would say, you know, if you're looking at tight end, mm-hmm. I would look at a guy like Vance McDonald for like a late round steal. Well, is, that, that's where I'm going. There, there's a guy who's proven to a degree, and he's going to slide in there at a number one slot on a dynamic offensive team. Yeah, and you can probably you can get him with the last pick in the draft. <laughs> no, now, McDonald in Pittsburgh. Yeah. Okay. What about uh, uh, what's the other guy's name? Got robbed of the touchdown for Pittsburgh. Jesse James. Jesse James. Does, does he's he... more of he's a more of a blocker. And he, yeah. So he's not. Is he going to be a threat to taking away possible targets? You know, it could be. Could yeah. be. That's why I wouldn't fuck with him. And they all. They also. Yeah. Who knows? Yeah. yeah. No, I, I couldn't see myself drafting. I, matter of fact, I'll go this far. I couldn't see myself drafting a Pittsburgh tight end. I just don't see. I just uh, think there's a lot of value there. Yeah, if they split, if they split the, if they split the downs, then not likely. But you know, you could catch lightning in a bottle there if Vance McDonald becomes a guy. Exactly. I mean, just look at what Heath Miller used to do year in and year out. Yeah, and Heath would be a surprise in some fantasy league. I still would never see myself drafting Heath Miller. But if you need a tight end for a certain week, no, Heath Miller's. Tired. I mean, that's what I'm saying. In the past, <laughs> oh, okay. not like right now, you wouldn't drop because he doesn't play for a team. But if you needed a tight end in a certain situation, either injury, bye week, what have you, I could see myself picking up a Heath Miller. But Pittsburgh tight ends, I just have no trust in. I don't. 
What's the last? Eric Green? Green, yeah. He was a monster, that guy. <laughs> the last you know, tight end they had. Well, I mean, that was 15 years ago, but that dude That's was longer like... Than that, that dude was like 6'7", yeah. 290 pounds. He was, he was a beast. Anyway, what's next? Next, Father's Day is coming up, everyone. Oh, shit. Whoop, whoop. And happy Father's Day. Shit. Happy Father's Day to you, Jay Maddie. Thank you. And for all your illegitimate children, doggy. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That, no, that's thank racist. Thank you, thank <laughs> you. <laughs> thank you very much. Wherever the fuck they are. Yeah. We appreciate it. And I don't want to know. But we thought, you know, because fathers often get taken for granted, we thought we'd They give, sure do. They do. Uh, we thought we'd go move forward with a tribute to the fathers because they do so much. They don't really do a whole lot. All right. Really. Yeah. That sounds fun. We'll, we'll just go ahead and start with some of the best fathers. And when we say best fathers. In sports. In sports. All right. And being a father in this case means having a lot of kids. Like, mm-hmm. he's really good at fathering oh. kids. Like, they're having kids. So... We'd be remiss if we didn't start with Antonio Cromartie, who has 12 kids. 12. Remember that uh, HBO show where he couldn't remember their names? Yes, we will play the sound. Okay. <laughs> That's my favorite. Yeah, Alonzo, who is five. I have um, Karis, who is three. I have my my junior, which is three. I have a my daughter, who just turned three as of yesterday. I have another son named Tyler. That so uh, he turns three in December. We got another uh, daughter that was born October sixteenth, named London. Uh, another daughter that was born named Leilani, who's uh, two years old. And uh, I have uh, my newborn with my wife. Her name is Jersey. And he has twelve kids, nine babies, mamas. And if you listen to the sound. At some point, I think three, no, take this back. Seven kids were ages aged three and under. So wow. he had seven He's kids. He's doing some fucking. <laughs> that were you three know, yeah. or younger. How does, how does that happen? Oh, like, I know. It's just, we took it in school. Sex ed. And you put the penis no. in the vagina. And <laughs> I'm saying, <laughs> how stupid do you have to be to let that happen? I, I you know. You I, know these women are trying to get your money. Sure. Well, this is this is put on a condom, been. get a vasectomy. You yeah, know what I mean? Like, yeah, but he, he, I guess they. they that's how that happens. He face he made. I don't want to. I, I don't want to do that. Would you rather thirteen babies or, sure. or a vasectomy? Twelve kids, Come nine on, baby man. mamas. No. Um, yeah, he he's uh he's in, the MVP. In, he's in it for volume, game. and I I, I appreciate you got to appreciate statistics like that. But yeah, to to and I think the how this happens to answer your question. When these guys aren't practicing football, what are they doing? They're fucking. They're spending that <laughs> Apparently, money. Apparently, because it's like, yeah, they yeah, practice. but you can you can do that. Yeah, we, we've all been single. You can do that without dropping babies all over the planet. Sure, right. but if you practice, if you practice half a day, if you practice twelve hours a day, which I don't think they do, right? They don't practice twelve no. hours a day. Okay, but even if you did, you'd have what is it? Half the day gone you, mm. you would have another half to make up for and to do something with and that's what happens when you have a lot of money and a lot of time is that you end up with 12 kids and nine baby mamas you can't do that no but then to to jump ahead of uh mr cromarty is calvin murphy oh what the, a loser <laughs> from from the houston rockets fuck from the 80s and 70s and 80s i think you played in and he is famous for among besides playing for the rockets uh, having 14 kids wow. with nine 
babies, mamas, and he had the nickname of the Pocket Rocket, which yeah. I think is appropriate because he was it was a small frame. But yeah, Kevin Calder Murphy, fourteen kids, nine babies, mama. Salute to you, there, Calvin. But you know that asshole. Let me tell you about him. Okay, let's go. You know he was accused of and acquitted. Mm-hmm. Of molesting five of his daughters. What? Whoa! So you know, it's turn. more to it than that. When you're talking about a piece of shit, yeah, that's what I'm talking about. You just, said he was acquitted. Yeah, five times accused. Yep. Ooh. Molesting? No, just molesting five of his daughters. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, did, it's did just it all like, come out at the same time, or it's like five, seven? All times? at the same time. You know, so it was just like, what the fuck, Man. dude? Yeah, Father's Day has you a know? definite different meaning for them. Apparently. Yeah, that was you know fucked up. Yeah. But okay, and then we go to the le- sort of the lesser known players like uh, what is this guy's name? Jason Caffey from the Bulls, nineteen ninety. Yeah, skip him. That's boring. But he has ten kids and eight babies. Yeah, mamas. fuck him. He's not. A, he's not. A, knows he's him. not like high profile. No. Okay, well, but that, go mean, to the high profile yeah, motherfucker, okay. the champ. Go to the champ, man. The champ. Evander. Oh, Evander busting up in him. Uh-huh. Eleven children, nine out of wedlock. Is that what it is with him? Yes. Well, good. You That's the champ. <laughs> what is it? Right he a, here, look. <laughs> oh, you got him. Yeah. Isn't he a preacher? Eleven. Oh, yeah. He, I think he is in religion. Yeah. And he had that's these, that's he, not hypocritical at all. No. He, well, it's you know God said to you know be plentiful or something mm-hmm. like that, right? Go out and have babies. So he's just I guess doing that very well. I yeah. think the crown goes to George Foreman. He not only had a, a whole litter, but he named them all George Foreman. That's, yeah. that's But George that's took care tight. of his kids. You know, it's more like... Yeah, it's, yeah, when you're getting... So we're just talking about losers? Losers. Okay. These are the sort of the... The, the, the scum. Sean Kemp. Sean Kemp. There Sean, you go. Oh, there you he's go. scum. So Sean Kemp comes in with seven kids and six babies mamas. Baby mamas. Sorry. Baby mamas. Um, known as the Rain Man. <laughs> oh, yeah. He's he raining on them hoes. Yeah, yeah. Rain Man from six women. So, I mean, at least it's, the numbers are, you know, compat- compatible. Six kids, or sorry, seven kids, six babies, mama. So, one lady, I guess, has two kids. So, that, you know, he's getting, he's efficient. <laughs> <laughs> A better way to play this game would be to name players who have children only by one woman. I think that would be a much shorter that would list. Be a much, it'd be a shorter game. Yeah, yeah, Philip Rivers. Yeah. And are there any uh BYU grads out in the league? That'd be about it. Like Sean, well, Sean Bradley, right? Sean Bradley probably well, he has him. like nine kids cuz he's yeah. is he Mormon yeah. also. So That's what I'm talking Mormons. You got to look to the Mormons. Yeah. We'll go do that. But th- those are our fathers of the year candidates. Happy Fathers Day. Happy Fathers, Happy fathers Day everybody. everybody. And an honorable mention like Maddie said to Philip Rivers who is holding it down with his six That's kids. That's right. All seven. The, seven. Yeah. All from the same women. Way to go, Philip. We we salute you. What's trending? Wait, really? What does trending mean? Alright, what's next? <laughs> next up is our good friend Kendrick Lamar, who went to Alabama for a concert, his own Compton Born. Yeah, Compton Born. Called a young lady on stage by the name of Delaney, and Delaney. I thought she called a, he called a white girl on stage. Yeah, young lady, I said a young lady, and I was going to get it's into the fact she was white because Delaney is a white her, girl. Her name is Delaney, hmm. and yeah, that's I couldn't believe it either. But but he called her onto the show, called her on stage, and asked her to rap with him. <laughs> Upon rapping with Kendrick Lamar, 
she began to use the N-word, which is featured in Kendrick Lamar's song. Mm -hmm. Kendrick Lamar then stopped her and said, you know, essentially, you can't say that word. Mm -hmm. And the girl was shocked. The crowd booed or hissed. And it's hard to tell whether or not they were booing or hissing at her or at Kendrick. But a very awkward moment. If you listen to the video, you'll hear her when the song song starts. The first N-word comes and she doesn't say it. The second one comes, she says it, but not very sure how she is going to be, you know, perceived. The third one comes and she's full bore into it. <laughs> like she's like, yeah. So feeling good. Yeah, she's feeling good. It was like she hit that hit that fastball. She's like, yeah. Oh, it's like it's like when you get in the pool. First you dip yeah, your dip toe in, in yeah. you know, then you put the leg in and you dive in. That's yeah. she's yeah. she's testing the waters. Yeah. So when she when you hear the video, that's what it sounds like. And Kendrick calls her out. when you take that word and you sort of carelessly fling it about in songs and what have you and then you can't you can't really get mad at people for singing it because you're a mainstream artist now so right. to put her in that situation in Alabama yeah, yeah. especially in Alabama that's hard that's a, that's a tough that's a tough but it's two versions of that word you know it's two versions of that word sure okay if yeah. she's up there like nigger with the no, but she wasn't. She she. That's what I'm saying. So nigga, yeah. yeah. that's like okay. Everybody says that. Well, yeah. not that's everybody. my nigga. <laughs> right. I can say Jay Maddie. That's my nigga. Yeah, but I can't say it back. You no, know, yes, no, you no, can. No, Jay no, Maddie no, can no, say, no. "Hey, Jay Maddie can say, dog, that's my nigga." Yeah, right. But if Jay Maddie <laughs> sits up here and say, "Dog, you're a nigger," right, that'd be different. That's a big it's a whole sure. different. The sure. er and the a. Yeah, yeah. it's difference. Yeah, but look, you can't. You can't. First of all, you're in Alabama. Right, you're in Alabama. Right. right, you're not in LA. You're in Alabama. Call up a white girl. Every other word in his song is the N word. Yeah. You, you're putting her up there on stage in front of twenty thousand people. This is the biggest moment of her life. What do you expect? I mean, what are you expecting yeah. her to do? She's gonna self edit. Well, I mean, I what do you expect her to do? I appreciate her for being conscious because on the first one you could tell she was not with hey. it, and then she felt like okay, yeah. they want me to say it. And she got pulled into it, and it just got off. I think Kendrick was wrong for that shit. She was set up. He was wrong for that shit. Yeah, I agree with that. When I rap along to my favorite rap songs, that's the only word I rap. (laughs) I skip all the others. (laughs) 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 We we look it. He's on to some with the ER versus the GA, right? That's important. But number, but more importantly, we're talking about a song. There's no intent. We're talking about art, right? This is supposed to be art. art. Mm -hmm. He made the art. Sure. She's up there celebrating his art. Mm -hmm. Yes. It's it's a bad. Are 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 white people not supposed to enjoy hip hop? Does does he want to make any money? Because that's eighty percent of the sales go to white people for hip hop. 
But, I mean, yeah, but are like, we supposed to buy the hip hop? But uh, you know, put in earplugs when we hear that word. I mean, what do you what do you want here? No, he's completely wrong. I it, it's dangerous to go E R versus A R because you you run the risk of no, being it's, it's E R versus G A. I'm sorry. Apparently, you don't know the iterations of I. Yeah, I only I'm used to saying one, but the A ver G A versus A R or E R, depending on the the phonetics of it, because you risk the the opportunity or the event where someone would say i thought he said this but he really said that and you don't want to get into yeah. that yeah, it's just, a it's a word that has power I and it. i don't know it you know and i you know i have said earlier that certain people own certain words so on and so forth i don't know just words. if black folks can find a way to use that power to their advantage but it certainly isn't not it certainly isn't a good idea to put it in songs and then on top of it sort of force people into this very polite oh but just don't sing that word especially if you're a mainstream artist once once again mm-hmm. words are just sounds we make with our mouth words can't be bad only your intentions can be bad yeah. my, my nigga yeah. yeah all right so friday night we do we do we do movie night at my house every friday mm-hmm. this friday we're we're watching a scary movie we're watching tremors part 7 oh, wow. the 5 year old says Fuck this scary shit. I'm going to bed. Right? Fuck this scary shit. I'm going to bed. My five-year-old. I laughed my balls off. That was funny. Right? right? That's funny. Right? He said two bad words. Did he say anything wrong? No. 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 He just made sounds with his mouth. He didn't He didn't have ill intent. Right? No. Now, if he would have said, fuck you, dad, I'm going to bed. That's yeah. different. Totally different. Right? Yeah. Now, we, there's this one word we have left. Mm-hmm. The N-word. That's the only word I do not say. Yeah. Not because... I would love to say that word. It sounds fun. You guys have fun <laughs> throwing that a- yeah. around. You can but, say it, man. No, no. Go ahead, man. No. The, the, there's not a consensus right. on this in society, right? Or even in this room. Right, right, right. right. <laughs> it's just a sound you make with your mouth. I understand why why black people took the ER, changed it into the GA, you know, taking the power back. It's like sure. it's like what gay people did with faggot, right? That's a word I can actually, I can talk about the word as I'm having the discussion. The other one, I can't even say the word in a conversation about the word. I got to say, or, you know, yeah. it's, it's, it's just a word. It has a horrible history, but sure. it's just a word. You can, you can say it and you can say it with love. Like, like you guys do. Yeah. My, yeah. Right. Yeah. But that, it, it, again, you go to the thing where you say it belongs and it's, sort of in that exclusive crowd it it's not good by any stretch i don't condone saying it but at the same time when i was a kid growing up and you're playing basketball doing whatever you're playing with older kids yeah. they call it, oh i got a little nigga over there that's yeah. who i got i'm gonna pick him little nigga come you know and that just becomes <laughs> mm-hmm. but you don't say little nigger no you don't say that That little nigga i got him. i got him that's my he's on my team you yeah. know and from that point on you it just sort of falls into your vernacular to where you you start saying it you know, there's a joke where someone, a comedian, um, Paul Mooney, used to say that he would, they asked him if he said nigga. He said, yeah, I say it 40 times to keep my teeth white. And so, <laughs> and so it would fall into your vernacular. Yeah. And it you don't know when it started. You, right. It just is there. For, it's there and it's been there for you since you were a kid. I don't condone saying it because there's no positive that comes out of it. But it is, in, it's worked its way into an exclusive uh, crowd that happens to be made up of black folks, but all races use it. You know, like sure. races, they use it. Like Hispanics use it, mm-hmm. whites use it, mm-hmm. Asians use it. 
Yeah. You know, Indians. Yeah. No. You yeah. know, you name it, mm-hmm. they use it, but they use the GA. Yeah. They yeah. don't say it because it's more like serious if you say nigger. You know, it's it's like man, you know, you know, you just know, you just like, hey, hey, that's my nigga. Yeah, but my you, nigga. I, you know that that's my boy. It's, yeah, you, you know, know what I'm saying. Mean, that it's different when a uh, a white guy looks at you and say, hey, you nigger. Yeah, no, it's a whole different tone. But it gets dangerous when you go from straddling yeah. to it gets dangerous. And yeah. I I came up with a solution a couple years back. I said, okay, look, if you've been called nigger and with the hard er. In you know obviously a derogatory fashion, then you can have right to say it. Yeah, that's if, nice if in theory. That's nice in theory. Then you shouldn't but, say it. But does and that was not going to work over time. It would weed out the people. But it's just a word that probably should not be said at all. But yeah. because of the situation, that's what it is. Yeah. What else is trending? I'm just looking through here. We got the Lakers are trending. Actually, okay. you guys well, are Lakers fans. Tell me fans. something good about the Lakers, please. They are uh, twenty to one for Vegas to win it all next year and I don't know what that is based on but that's what's trending it's right now it's based on LeBron coming yeah so you think if LeBron comes let, let what, what, first of all what are the odds LeBron comes 50-50 50 fit you're out of your mind yeah 50 no way no way you know I honestly can't tell you one way or another with him he is probably one of the most sort of Uncertain athletes I've ever met or not met. He doesn't ever. fuck with Dan Gilbert though. There's See, no that's what's going to run him out of Cleveland. He might he might leave Cleveland, but that doesn't make it fifty fifty. Where else would Phil- he want to go? Philadelphia. For what? What's in Philly? You, you got you got to you got. First of all, he stays in the East. Number two, he stays close to home. Number three, he's got a great young core there. Uh, Lakers don't offer any of that. Jay Maddy, home is here where he's renovating right now in California, looking for the his Lakers, kids to go to Philly school. Has a, Philly made the playoffs. You know they were a top four team in the East already. I'd go to Philly. They got a point guard that can't even shoot. He could go to Boston. Why not go to Boston? No, he's no, not going to do that. Kyrie. Why not go to Houston? No, he's not going to go to Houston. Places make more sense. Everyone loves to live in L.A. Why not play for L.A.? Then go to the Clippers. Why are you going to go to? Why no, you go the to Lakers are a better he franchise. Would never go to the Clippers. Yeah, the Clippers are he losers. Go, he goes to the Clippers. They they win it all for sure. No, I don't think I, right now. I think in terms of long term, the Lakers roster is better than the Clippers. Oh, Hell yeah! Come on. Right I mean, now, yeah, right now, you talking about long? Lakers term? haven't made the playoffs in five years. I'm talking years. about long term. I'm talking about the team right now. Mm. I don't think it's out of the question. Who's the who's the playoffs. Lakers' best player? A disgruntled young point guard with a. I don't dad think he's who, the best player right now. No, okay. he's not. Who's I don't think player. he's the best player. I think right now Julius they don't Randall have a best player. Is, I think Julius Randle is but right now. What you have with them are a bunch of different parts. Yeah, someone like Randall's LeBron, coming off the bench on a on a championship squad. I don't think no, so. not after this. He'll year. start on Cleveland. I don't think so. I think their championship squad. He would start on Cleveland. Yeah, I, I think he'll play with love. I think the one that would keep <laughs> LeBron in the East would be the fact that you'd have to play all this harder or more yeah. difficult. I think he wants to stay in the East. It makes That's sense. Would, the West. The know, West. Look, after Cleveland, the next five best teams are all in the West. Why do you want to go out there and compete with that? Stay in the East. You can, you can, he can go to Philly, and they're walking through the East, piece of cake. Not necessarily. He can go to Boston, and it's a wrap. If he goes to Boston, forget about it. You never you got, know when injuries, Hayward. though. You He's never not know when injuries. Kyrie, yeah. so that's silly. Yeah. All right, but but he can go to Philly, and, and it's it's a wrap. Well, yeah, I think him and Embiid and Ben Simmons. But that's on paper. Get you never know with injuries. Yeah. So. I, I don't think on Philly paper. 
in terms of their young players, in terms of their young players, are that far ahead of the Lakers. In terms of their young players, they got to the playoffs. They got advanced in the playoffs this year. But in terms, if you go Ben Simmons, Embiid, and that's it. Third, Sark so- so- or whatever. no, like I said, that's, yeah, it. that's it. You got you JJ. Got, the, no, JJ's young not a young players, player. Young players. JJ's hey, just a gunner. It doesn't matter if it's young or not. No, I'm, I'm, saying, I'm, I'm making the argument. young core and the young core. You're talking about Embiid. yeah, but that's not going to affect his decision. He's not worried about it, youth. He could. He's got maybe three years left. Because the thing is, if and when he loses this series, it will be because he has guys that are probably too old, not athletic enough. One of the selling points for a Philly and for an L.A., if they were trying to pursue him, which I imagine they will be, is we have these young guys. These guys are, you know... All right, unproven. So let, let's up. let's say he he goes to L.A. Mm-hmm. twenty so twenty to one. Yeah. I still say that you know they might be twenty to one with LeBron if they don't add any other pieces. They're not nope. better than Cleveland this year. I think they. I think I they are. Think so. I think they are. You, you're dealing with L.A. castoffs in Cleveland. I will. I will give you twenty. I will give you thirty to one, and you you bet a, you bet a hundred dollars. I'll give you thirty to one right now. If LeBron comes, no, no, no. If you got to bet right no, now, no, no, I couldn't do that. Well, it's twenty to one. I'm right. giving you an extra fifty yeah. percent no, on that's that. That's with LeBron. Cause, cause no, because right so, now, so you don't believe in the Lakers. Not, they're not going to win a championship yeah. next year. That's what the odds are. Major, twenty to one. Yeah, Vegas, I that's think, may saying. have this wrong. Yeah, and, or, or they know something that, and a lot of times they do know something. They know something. They yeah. know LeBron's coming to LA. Yeah, and that may be the same. And he's I'm not, not, he's not as a Laker fan. I'm not sure. I my first, you know, desire would be Clippers are a hundred to one. I would take that over. Twenty to one. Hey, Jay, Maddie, check this sure. out. What? Okay, you put yourself in LeBron's shoes. Mm-hmm. Would you rather live in Philadelphia or Los Angeles? I would rather live. I, obviously, here. That's where I live. That's where he's looking at now at, at this point in his career. Yeah, you know the kids are looking for schools. Yeah, he might. He might. Come he's here. relaxed. He's tired. He might. He's thirty three years old. He only has about a few years left. I, honestly, I think he ends up in Philly or Houston. That's what I think happens. He, he, you know, him and his banana boat butt buddy, Chris Paul, <laughs> in Houston. You know, that would be a squad then, right? The three no, of them. I think Philly, anywhere he But not goes, playing iso ball. I mean, they just, feel, I mean, not with Dan Tony. Yeah. That sucks. Okay, here, here, here's also trending. Mm-hmm. Just came out now. Kanye opens up about being bipolar. Oh Probably, God! Yeah. Here we go. I can believe here that. Here we go. I just came across that. Here I can comes, believe that. Here comes the excuse. Yeah, that's what that is. It here, feels like. here comes the excuse. I can believe that. I don't. I don't. Uh, yeah, it feels like he's circling back, and I don't like that. I think he should stand his ground on the things he said. I think he was onto something, and I think he could push a movement. But I yeah, this feels like he's circling back on it. What this shows by him circling back is that what he said was bullshit, based in more bullshit. No, it, I. He, he's. He's. He's circling back because he's trying to protect his money. He's trying to protect his image. He's getting lambasted by the black community and liberals for what he said, and that's not good for his bottom line. Yeah, and if he had thought about what he was saying, he could have corrected it by not saying it. Or, saying like it said, better. by saying it better. Yeah. Because if, if that was the way he was going, and I said it last show, he should have elaborated with something substantial that people could walk away with other than Slavery is a choice, which still right now, if you if you go on Twitter and type in slavery is a choice, there's some ridiculous comment or joke or whatever. And right now he's in recovery mode because, and I'm, I'm guessing, he released an album this week, and I'm guessing maybe 
Now, they said the album was doing well. That's what I heard. That other countries... Have you heard it? I, from what I've heard of it, I'm not impressed. I've only heard, heard a little, it. to be honest. I heard he went back to college dropout. Oh, well, that's what he said. Home. He had a big album release party yeah. in, in Wyoming. Wyoming. Yeah. You know, uh, cats like Nas showed up. Mm -hmm. um, a lot of hip-hop legends showed up. Um, you know, and it's... He needed that. He needed that. Mm -hmm. You know, like... You know, the camaraderie. You yeah. know, he needs that. You know, like, the love. Yeah. So he could... I could I could go for the bipolar shit, you know. Yeah, but no, he could the, be bipolar. He could be fucked he up could in the totally, head. He could totally be that. But you know? the timing of it shows me that there is some remorse in what he says. So I can take something from that. What he does next will be good. You know, I I think sometimes and forgive me for saying this, but the bipolar excuse is a lot of times like the drug excuse, like mm -hmm. oh my god, I was dehydrated. Yeah, and yeah. then it becomes oh my god, I was on drugs. Um, if he is, if he does have the condition, it's nothing to laugh about. Obviously, hope right. he get helps, help he gets treated. There's a lot of ways, a lot of medicines and so on and so forth to deal with that sort of thing. But it kind of shows me what I thought to be true was that he's sort of become a person that doesn't have much substance, does not necessarily maybe have the talent that he had when he first started. Now needs to do sort of these publicity stunts to get his message out. And this is sort of what happens in this scenario, you know. It's it's sad to see, but you know, you I'll, I, I'll root for him. I'll root for him to come back. I don't wish bad on anybody. Okay. Also trending is mock drafting. Surprisingly, ah. So let, let me ask you guys. Maddie's wrong. What is? <laughs> give me give me one player you really want this year. My number one is Todd Gurley. But the thing with that is that you know that's too easy. Somebody, somebody you really, really want, want who's he not, really wants you know, he's not a top ten guy. You know, not what a mean? top, 10, not guy. A top okay. ten guy. Ooh, that's hard. I would go with someone like I mentioned before, a Thielen or a Larry Fitzgerald. Fitzgerald, Damn, you like his yes. old ass. I like Larry Fitzgerald because he's solid. He oh, well, he I, needs Josh Rosen to throw him the ball. Yeah, I I would go with Larry Fitzgerald. Uh, Maddie's gonna help me, hate hate me for saying this, but. He helped me win a championship last year. That's that's the fourth time you've mentioned that in this show. <laughs> nobody so, cares, man. So, nobody in this room. Nobody it's listens to this podcast. There's nothing more boring than a guy who talks talks and brags about his own yeah. fantasy football team. But if you come on, you can get somebody like a Larry Fitzgerald late, and he's going to bring value. He's going to bring you ten points a game on you know <laughs> most instances. He's going to give you ten points, and that's what you want from your receivers. You don't need necessarily. Someone, you're, if you don't get 20 points from this dude, you're going to lose. If he can give you 10 points a game, you're good. Someone like a Thielen, uh, especially if he's available in the third round, I'm all over him. All over him. And those kind of guys will dictate how the rest of my draft goes. I'm going in after Jimmy Graham and Jarek McKinnon. I okay. want both those guys. I think you. McKinnon is San Francisco. That's your right? second and fourth round. Mm -hmm. No, but I. I don't think you can go wrong with McKinnon. I don't think you can. Um, he's going to get a lot of he's going to get a lot of opportunities, and we talked about that before. Doggy, what about you? Um, one player is Devontae Adams. Oh yeah, out of Green he's Bay. Cold, cold. You said out of the top ten because I was first thinking uh, DeAndre Hopkins, but mm -hmm. he's going to go in the top. He's going to go in the top ten. So um, yeah. other than that, man, like a sleeper. Really, he's not a sleeper to us, mm -hmm. but maybe like a Jamal Williams, another Packer. You know, uh, yeah. if he gets that starting, well, he might position. not even. Yeah, if he gets that reps. starting position, mm -hmm. because uh, Ty Montgomery's supposed to be a receiver again, mm -hmm. and um, he he's better than the other running back. 
Because he's stronger. Aaron, what's his name? Jones? Mm-hmm. So. Ty Montgomery, Aaron Jones. Yeah, you got three That's guys it. there. But yeah. Ty went back to a receiver. He's Is back that, playing receiver. That's for sure. Well, that's how they have him on the mock draft. That's how they have him on the mock draft. Uh, yeah. yeah so. But they also have I'm Tra- not sure how they're doing it in camp. They also know. have Charles Clay listed as a running back on oh, <laughs> one right. of those mock drafts. So, do we have anything else? This show is so chocked full of racism. This show is trending. Yeah, I think this show is hot. Should be trending. Fuck exactly. Yeah. Get it trending. But I think the, the, the big one, well, one of the big racial issues from the last several weeks is, or a couple weeks has been Roseanne Barr, her comments made on via Twitter where she compared Valerie Jarrett, a former Obama advisor, to uh, basically saying she was the Well, product. we already talked about that, so let's get Dog's opinion on that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, honestly, she kind of does look like a monkey. She looks like a monkey. <laughs> but, I mean, but you're not supposed to say it. Right, okay, but all right. You know, but she does. So Roseanne was just honest. I think Roseanne was just honest. Time you know. out. <laughs> to my point, right? Yeah. What I say. She if, looks like if a liberal says that, he's going to get away with that, right? That's funny. We all laughed. He's responding to someone else's bad... Okay, but he's he's backing <laughs> he it up. he didn't tweet it. He's, he's, yeah, he's no, he bad. just said it on a podcast. <laughs> but I had to actually look at her. You know, I don't I, know who she is. When What's I looked name? at her... Valerie Jarrett. When I looked at her, I was like, damn, Roseanne is right. <laughs> She does look like she played on the planet of the Apes or some shit, Valley you know. Jared. But she's not supposed to say that. Yeah, exactly. You, can't, you know, you can't say that. But she was right. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Wait you a know? minute. Wait a minute. Yeah. Is she black? Yes. She's yeah. black. But Come she on. looks like a monkey. She's, she's no black. more black than my grandma. She's black. Mm, she's I don't a black know. Woman. She's black. And there's... I don't know. And and nothing... I, I think Roseanne's statement that she didn't know she was black is fair. She looks like she could be like a little Asian, a little Mexican. Yeah, but it's erased when you know that so, Ro- Roseanne call- tweeted that another black woman was also an ape. So that, sure, yeah, fair. Mm. Okay, let's let let's let dog yeah, some more. So, well, I felt like you know Roseanne was just spiraling, spiraling. Sorry about that. Mm-hmm. Out of control mm-hmm. and shit, but. As I looked at the picture, I was like, you know what? Damn, she does look like an ape. <laughs> you know, I mean, shit. I'm not, I'm not gonna laugh. I don't want to get. You know, I, I mean, you know, heat like, for that. you know, it's, I'm laughing it, inside. You're, you're, you're not supposed to say that though, sure. especially Roseanne Barr. Then I, I hate uh, a lot of people lost their jobs over this shit. A lot of people. Yeah, you know what I mean? But so I'm like Kareem, like, hey, you know, it's a way around this that she could still keep her show. Mm-hmm. I mean, she's just, you know, we're in America, man. We could voice our opinions and shit. You know, this is free speech. Mm-hmm. Fuck it. Yeah. You know, this is what happened. If if you have a president of the United States could say, I could, I'll grab her pussy. You know what I'm saying? Like, what's mm-hmm. wrong with this? Yeah. Well, you know what I'm saying? Fuck she, it. She should be able to say whatever she wants yeah, to say. Yeah, and then if she they, can say, I'm sorry. They do, have, they do, do have the right to take her job away. But <sighs> I think they made a bad decision. Yeah, I, I do too because the show was doing really well. I would have been like, you know what? If I was one of the execs, you know, like, let's sit down a little bit. There's a reasonable man. Let's wait. Oh, let's wait on this and see. let it blow over. Right. They did it like in an hour. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Because, you, you know, she felt bad about the little black girl on the show. You know, she was just like... You know, Roseanne felt really bad. She they had a little black girl on the show, right? I've never seen it. Yeah, so yeah a it's a little black girl, like what, a little like kid. So Roseanne was like, she doesn't want. She loves her. Yeah, and that's probably sincere about it. Mm-hmm. And she doesn't want her to think that she thinks this way about all African Americans. Yeah, just you know, but <laughs> she looks like an ape. You know, like I mean, she just kept it real, kept it one hundred, and I mean that was it. I mean. 
so hey, yeah. why, why, why? First of all, why is that such a sensitive thing to say a black person looks because, like an ape? Well, because what's that? What's that coming from? That comes from slavery, and people would call. But it, apes weren't slaves. I don't. No, no, no. The, how slaves were referred to as porch monkeys and everything else. So that is why that's a no-no. And if you are someone like who, who's Roseanne's age, you know that. Okay. And so, and when I'm she, going with the Ambien excuse, that I, I can't do that. When you call Susan Rice earlier, when you tweet her, and you also say that let's she's look, an let's age, look up Susan Rice. Look at, now. Look at Susan <laughs> Rice, and and you see the thing is where you say, well, Donald Trump said this, so what about that? It's not about the what about, and that's what's happened so much. What did she say about Trump. Susan Rice? She called her an ape as well. She did tweeted. she say she looks like an ape? Because Susan Rice does not look anything like an ape. Yeah, she said, I, I can't remember the tweet, but it was something where she said she was an ape. She said she was an ape. That's correct. Is, is there any more context to that? Uh, well, I don't know how you would justify... Well, she could have been <laughs> talking about her violent policies. Apes can be violent. I Yeah, I can't. I can't on that. <laughs> I, can't, I don't know. I, don't I know. can't do that. But I wouldn't have canceled the show though, man. I think well, you gotta just like she has the right to say what she wants. Right. Disney and ABC yes. have the right. She to has yeah protect their bottom line. That that's what I'm saying. She has the right to say what she wants. Sure. CBS has the right to cancel her show. Mm-hmm. But I equivocated it ABC. to to what happened with Donald Sterling. Mm-hmm. He has the right to say what he wants, right. and the NBA has the right to do what do they, they want to do. About. It's the same thing, same but. Thing. Guys, like, they take one position on one of them and the opposite on the other that's, to suit their personal true. politics. There You've are, got to have some consistency. See, Dog is a consistent no, dude. There, myself. Oh, there are layers. You're being wishy-washy. You're being a no, politician. No, He's being a politician. There right. are layers to everything. Because of the You have aspirations. Still. I have no aspirations. Right. <laughs> because of the historical significance and the way that word has been used, monkeys and apes and whatever, you have to know you can't say that. Yeah. And so whatever Absolutely. happened after that is really on Rosalind. Right. I agree. And that's all right. I agree. She but that's but right. that was not your position on Donald Sterling. No, it was the same thing. He had the right to say that. Everyone has the right to say what they want, but he also has the right to deal with the consequences. Okay, you just sh- you, you changed it. You circled back. Now you not that. Well, I just called you out and now you're no, changing. No, I'm not All right. Play the tape. He, <laughs> 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 yeah, but he, everyone has the right to say whatever they want, but they also have to pay the consequences. Pay the consequences. Yes, that's it, and yes. that's what happened to Rosanna. That that that's the problem with society today. With all these things, is everybody they have no they have no principles on these things. That's a principle. You have the right to free speech, sure. and you have to deal with the consequences. Your employer has the right to protect their business. Yeah, that's a principle. Follow that in all these situations, and they're easy. Yes. No, I, I agree. I you say consistent, but again, I always say that there are many layers. Yeah, but no, no, there's the a principle, and a principle it stays is, the same. Yes, and and that is the same. You can say whatever you want, but don't whine when you lose your job behind it because of the history and whatever is associated with whatever you said. Roseanne needs me right now. <laughs> what, would, what would you do? I don't know. Roseanne? You know, I just I would love her. You know, I'd be there for her yeah. with the paparazzi around, you know, yeah. walking with her and shit like that, you know. Yeah. We'll both lose weight together. <laughs> you know, and just enjoy life. She needs me right now. Yeah. Uh, she might. Because, you know, I'm a, hey, I don't need your money. I got a little money. So, hey, baby, let's yeah. do it. You well, know, let's get together. Ro- Roseanne, if you're listening, uh, he likes. Was that uh, a proposition? I think he's just Hell yeah. putting it yeah. out there. I have my people contact your people, Roseanne. Oh. Let's date. I didn't. You have people? 
He's about to get his people on her people. <laughs> <laughs> people sandwich. So I think we put in almost two hours here. Yeah, we did. I think we got it. All right. Well, once again, everyone, thank you. Thank you. Thank you for listening to my Big Black Fantasy Podcast. Next week, show up with something other than, than Raider gear. Let's show the people <laughs> what we're working with. Here. My nigga. <laughs> Uh, and we'll, maybe we'll do some on wardrobe next time. Um, next time, I, I imagine that we'll be talking more about the upcoming season. Again, is, is, is maybe we should start taking bets on when Dez signs with somebody. That that should be something that we should keep an eye on because he still has not signed, and I think he could be a great late round pickup for somebody. But we'll be talking about that and whatever else has transpired in the last several weeks. What are we uh, going to draft next week? Ooh, that's something to think about. Okay, we're getting past Father's Day into Fourth of July. Um, hmm, that's a good one. We're gonna have to come up with something to draft for next week or next show. Um, hopefully, next show will be full of racial stuff, just like this one was. We just keep getting more racial and more racial well, stuff. It's my big black fantasy. <laughs> that that's what we're about on on a week to week basis, it seems, or in a daily basis. So, again, thank you for listening. Thank you. We will see you next time. Peace out. And before I forget, we have contact information for you. We are on Twitter. You can reach Jay Maddie at my big black FP. You can reach me at B underscore M B B F P, like my big black fantasy podcast. And you can email us. The email address is email us at my big black fantasy podcast.com. Thanks again for listening. Hope to catch you soon.